Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Welcome back to another mini episode of For the Love of Money, these powerful little episodes that I like to call My Two Cents. And today, I'm going to teach you a little business hack. Yes, a business hack that will instantly boost your income. And that little business hack is this, delegation. Now, I know what you're probably thinking, like, Oh, gee, you know, thanks for the big secret business hack, Chris. You know, that concept's only been a fundamental pillar of success for what, like 100 years or 200 years? But I promise you, stick with me. Hear me out because I'm going to teach you the formula to know exactly how and when and what to delegate in order to make your income skyrocket. And this doesn't just go for all of you entrepreneurs out there, you know, new ones, experienced ones, you know, really every phase that you're in, but it also goes for anybody in business that has a leadership position. Now, is the idea of delegation basic? Yeah. Are most of you doing it to the extent that you should or even at all? No. And that's why I'm going to go through it in full detail with you today, because when you really grasp it, when you really execute on it, it is a game changer. The problem that delegation solves is that you simply cannot and should not be doing everything yourself. Now, here's the rub. When you're a brand new entrepreneur and the budget is lean and you're a, a one man or a one woman show, this feels counterintuitive to what your wallet and common sense is telling you. It's hard to give up that power or invest any money into people that could be doing the, the things that you're not really good or efficient at. But this is exactly why you should be delegating and hiring out certain parts of the job because you're just not good at them. Or even if you're kind of good at them, you're definitely not the most efficient person at them. And therefore, they are slowing you down, and slowing down is costing you a lot of revenue that could be pouring in. It kind of feels like a catch-22, right? You don't want to spend the money to hire out something that you feel like you can do yourself, but you're not making the money that would allow you to feel like you are okay with spending the money on somebody else, and you're not making that money because you're not hiring out the things that somebody could be doing quicker and better than you. Kind of see that vicious circle there? As a matter of fact, this is why people sometimes raise outside capital for their new businesses, because they realize that they will grow their business and the revenue much quicker if they invest capital into the right people doing the right things right away instead of trying to do it all themselves. But you don't have to raise capital to delegate efficiently. Don't worry, don't panic. Here's my rule of thumb. Matter of fact, kind of a special equation with two rules, if you will. You ready? Number one, if you can hire out the task for less than you value your time at, then do it. 
I'll repeat that. If you can hire out the task for less than you currently value your time at, then do it. Number two, even if you have to hire it out for the same value as what you value your time at, or even if it costs you slightly more than what you currently value your time at, if it is delegating a non-income producing activity, then still do it anyways. I'll repeat the second one. Even if you have to hire it out for the same as what you're making per hour, or even slightly more than you're making right now, if it is getting rid of, or if it is delegating a non-income producing activity, then do it. You should only be doing income producing activities or activities that you love. That is it, nothing else. That'll put you on a rocket ship's pace to success. So now this kind of begs the question, how do I place a value on my time to figure this out? Like, how do I know if I should be paying someone else to do this? How do I know what my hourly value is? Well, if you charge an hourly wage or an hourly fee for a service that you perform, you know, for example, let's say you fix cars at $90 an hour, then the math is obvious. Everything that costs you less than $90 an hour should be delegated. But most of the time, it's not that obvious. And here's how you figure it out. Take how much gross revenue you're on pace to make for the year or the gross revenue that you projected you're going to likely make for the year and divide it by the number of hours that you currently put into your business. Typically, that number you're dividing it by is 2,080. The rule of thumb number is 2,080 hours per year is the same as taking 40 hours a week times 52 weeks a year. And that's the, the number that most people use to apply an hourly value to their time. So here's an example. If you know that you can generate $80,000 in revenue this year, working your business, then divide that 80,000 by 2,080. And you know your hourly worth is gonna be approximately $39. Right, easy math, 80,000 divided by 2,080 is about $39 an hour. Thus, anything you can hire out for less than $39 an hour, you should, because you'll be making a profit with that time. Now, there's some very basic examples of this that you can do to start, ones that apply to many of the businesses that you're in out there. If you're a small time entrepreneur or a brand new entrepreneur, and you're still cleaning your own home, you're wasting time and energy. Hire it out. Depending on what part of the country you live in, you can hire a good cleaning service at $15 to $29 per hour. Now, if you could be making more than this $15 to $29 per hour by working on your business instead of doing the cleaning, it's mathematically a win. You can't argue that. See what I mean? Not to mention how much happier you will be, which also translates into a value that applies to your business. A happy entrepreneur is a much more effective entrepreneur. Here's another one. Bookkeeping, billing, taxes, all of that type of stuff. Can you do your own taxes and bookkeeping? Eh, probably, many of you. Should you be doing your own? No. The time you spend doing those non-income producing activities could be spent on income producing activities that bring in the dollars. Now, here's the tricky part. 
What if you average $40 per hour in income, but a good bookkeeper charges you $60 or $70 an hour? Should you still hire it out? Yes, because that bookkeeper is going to do in one hour what will likely take you two to three hours, robbing you of those income-producing hours. So the math still works out in your favor. You follow me? Here's another example. For all of you up-and-coming influencers out there, if you're currently making your own videos and making your own tiles and making all of your own online content out there, I mean physically making it, not coming up with you know, what to say and, and what to do, but literally doing the filming, doing the editing, you know, creating the little tiles, doing the busy work, start hiring that out. Hire out the shooting and the editing. Hire out some of the graphics. I mean, why should you spend hours editing when you could spend hours creating new products and sales. Not to mention, it'll probably look way better than if you do it yourself. Let's take it one more step further. To really own this hack, you should be utilizing an assistant. If you can generate $100 per hour, let's say, and hire a great assistant for $30 an hour, then do it. Or if you can generate $30 an hour, and hire a great assistant for $20 an hour. Do it. There's absolutely no reason that you should be doing your own emails, your own scheduling, your own follow-up, your own event planning, generic phone calls, customer service, etc. when somebody else could be doing it for you and freeing you up to go get some more revenue. Now, here's the cool thing about all of this delegation. Every time you delegate a job, not only are you gonna make more money as a result, but you're also creating more jobs out there in the economy. How cool is that? I will tell you, creating jobs is by far the best feeling on the planet. It's what makes the economy tick. And as I mentioned it before, don't wait. Start now. Don't wait. Start before you're ready. Start before it's financially comfortable. Doing things that are financially com comfortable will barely keep you just that, comfortable at best. Delegating inefficiencies in your business will make your finances skyrocket. So make a list. Matter of fact, do it as soon as this episode is done. Grab a pen and paper and first figure out what your hourly value is. Then make a list of every activity that you currently do to grow your business that somebody else could be doing that falls underneath your hourly value. Then take that list a step further to include things that maybe cost the same or even a little bit more per hour than you're currently generating, but would save you hours, allowing you to go out and trade those for income producing hours like we pointed out above. And I challenge you to get really creative. I mean, put some massive thought into each and every action that you do that you could delegate, no matter how small or no matter how silly it might seem. And I want you to, to take this badge of honor that everyone wears, by the way, like, oh, I do it all, or, oh, you know, I work harder than everybody. I want you to take that badge and tear it off because that badge isn't worth anything. It's actually ridiculous. It really is. You should not be burning yourself out. You should be figuring out what you're valuable at, what you're not, getting rid of what you're not, and enjoying building this business. So once you have this list, get out there 
and ask who's good at doing these things that you want to delegate and who would like to make some extra money or have a new client there. You just created more jobs at the same time as increasing your income producing hours. How cool is that? Now here's a final thought about delegation. You're typically going to be delegating the things that you find frustrating the most. And when you do, you'll routinely be happier. And imagine the unquantifiable value that that will bring into your life and business, right? You can't put a number on it, but boy, can you feel it. And then boy, does that have a trickle down or a butterfly effect bringing you more business. You know, people ask me every day, why am I so damn happy? And the answer is this. I don't spend my day doing shit that I don't like doing. And when I'm happy, it attracts more customers. It attracts more listeners. It attracts more business partners, more friends, and certainly more great times. So have faith. I know at first spending your money to make money is a scary thing. But I want to reiterate, part of growing your money mindset is having a mindset of abundance. There's plenty of money that will flow your way if you are willing to invest in some of the scary things that will attract money to flow your way. And remember, when you do attract all of this newfound money, when good people like you make good money, they do great things. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.